The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's a chance to start anew. It's called Monday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Monday, February 5th, 2024. Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Agatha. Agatha was born in about 230, and very little is historically certain about her, except that she was martyred in Sicily during the persecution of Emperor Decius in 251. Legend has it that Agatha was arrested as a Christian, tortured, and sent to a house of prostitution to be mistreated. She was preserved from being violated and was later put to death. She is claimed as the patroness of both Palermo and Catania. The year after her death, the stilling of an eruption of Mount Etna was attributed to her intercession. As a result, apparently, people continued to ask her prayers for protection against fire. St. Agatha died in 251. St. Agatha, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, inflame our hearts with the longings of Christ's sacred heart so that we might truly offer our persons and works in union with him for the salvation of the world. Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we consecrate ourselves to your sacred heart and we offer ourselves with you to the Father in your holy sacrifice of the Mass. With our prayer, work, sufferings, and joys of this day, in reparation for our sins, and that your kingdom come. We especially pray for the Church throughout the world, for the Holy Father and his intentions, for the evangelization and conversion of the whole world, for our bishop and his intentions, for our parish, and for our families and their needs. Listen to us, O Lord, through Christ your Son. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray that those with a terminal illness and their families receive the necessary physical and spiritual care and accompaniment. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. That was Father Ted. Father Ted Santiago died last Wednesday, January 31st, at the age of 51, after a long battle with cancer. Father Ted, from the Philippines, was one of the first four priests to join 10 Minutes with Jesus. When we started, we were few in number and still learning the ropes. The audience was also small at the time, and he was keen to be involved, recording meditations until his illness no longer allowed him to continue. Right up until the end, he was praying for us and listening to us every day. I met Ted in Rome before he was ordained. He was a funny guy. Even when he got annoyed at things, 
he still ended up laughing. And we chatted on Zoom a few months ago. He was still the same happy, positive, and encouraging guy I met 20 years ago. Still hoping to be able to record again for 10 minutes with Jesus. And during his illness, he found a prayer that he used many times. He prayed it when the pain was pressing harder. And he shared that prayer. Oh my God, I thank you for this cross you have allowed me to carry. Please give me the strength and faith to persevere so that I may bring glory to your name. Thank you for offering me a share in your suffering. I know you have always been, are now, and ever will be at my side, every step of the way. And in reference to those who were accompanying him, he continued with that prayer. Thank you also for every Simon you have sent to help me bear this cross. I have prayed so oft that this thorn in my flesh would be removed, but I trust that your grace is sufficient. And the prayer asks to change the troubled cry of how long, Lord, into words of trust, however long, O Lord. Father Ted was asking you, Jesus, to help him not to waste his pain, but to make of it an offering for others. And the prayer continues, When I am weary and I fall, exhausted under the weight of this cross, please give me the courage to press on as you did. Lord Jesus, I embrace with love my cross, as I share in your own. By your grace, may I carry it all the way to the vision of your glory. Christ Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Well, he did. Father Ted carried the cross all the way to the vision of his glory. Now, I want to let you listen to some extracts of one of his last meditations when he was already suffering the physical discomfort of the treatment and symptoms. These are some parts of that meditation preached on the 24th of September 2022 that he named Glowing in suffering. There was a mom who was standing in a long check outline with her two boys. One was a toddler and the other was a big kid. And the big kid had a pack of glow sticks and the toddler was screaming for one. So the mother was exasperated. She grabbed the bag of uh, glow sticks, opened it up and gave one to the toddler. Instantly he stopped crying and he stood there with the glow stick smiling. Then his big brother took the glow stick from him and he started crying again. So just as the mom was about to lash out at the big brother, he bent the glow stick so it started glowing. Then he handed it back to his little brother who was now amazed with it. And then the big brother told him, I had to break it so it would glow. And you know, that toddler would have been content to play with this unbroken glow stick because he had no idea how beautiful it could be when it's broken. And I thought this little incident could help us have the right mind frame when we come across something whose meaning is obscure to us or when we encounter a suffering that doesn't seem to have any meaning. In those times, we don't know why God has to break us, but God knows how beautiful we can be when we glow. So sometimes, God, in a manner of speaking, God has to break us so we can glow. 
That's why he allows us to suffer. And um, we should not be surprised, because even the disciples of our Lord were at a loss at times in coming to grips with suffering, like what we hear in today's Gospel when Jesus said to his disciples, Pay attention to what I'm telling you. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men. But they did not understand this saying. Its meaning was hidden from them, so that they should not understand it. Clarifications. So like a person who might receive a bad finding from the doctor and then refuse to ask for further questions, so the disciples too, they didn't want to know anymore. In our case, Lord Jesus, help us understand the meaning of the cross in our lives. Because like your disciples, we are afraid of suffering. And like them, we tend to think of suffering as meaningless. So as we open our minds to the science of the cross, we bring to you in prayer, Lord, some suffering that we may be experiencing. And we ask you to help us see what it means. You know, Lord, what suffering is from personal experience because you grappled with suffering yourself. And with your love, you brought great good out of it. So when things go wrong and we are downcast, Remind us of your passion, Lord, so that we will be able to continue on. At times when a situation is painful, we tend to shut down rather than deal with the situation. And yet, the cross is central to our faith. So if we truly follow Jesus, we cannot separate ourselves from suffering. But the good news is that our suffering for Jesus will not be in vain. There is always something glorious after suffering, after carrying our own cross for Jesus. For sure, Jesus walks most closely by our side when we are broken by trouble. And he gives us the strength to take one more step so that our sufferings are not wasted. Let's put to practice an advice from Mother Angelica. Once she said, Suffering in itself does not make us holy. It is only when we unite it out of love to the sufferings of Christ that it has meaning. But suffering without love is wasted pain. A religious sister relates how she learned this lesson observing a man who comes every day to the bookstore run by the daughters of St. Paul in Miami. He is a small man in his 70s who wears a flannel shirt and khaki pants belted high on his waist. So when he enters, he puts his hat behind the counter and then walks to the chapel at the back. In the chapel, he genuflects with reverence, then he walks to the crucifix on the wall and kneels down in front of it. Immediately, the man begins to pray he makes the sign of the cross several times, kisses his fist, and then stretches out his arms, again moving them slightly with emphasis. And he is missing several fingers, but he has his mangled hands raised in praise before the cross. Then the man kisses the palms of his hands and lays them tenderly several times, on each of the wounds of Jesus on the cross. His hands linger on each wound. 
he kisses each wound of Jesus and then kisses his mangled hands. But let's imagine ourselves in front of the crucifix and listen to Jesus as he says, Take up your cross and follow me. And let's allow ourselves with all the sufferings that we bear to fall into the arms of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for having sent us for the dead and being able to count on him. May he continue to help us now, being closer to you. We ask for all the priests of Ten Minutes with Jesus, that following the prayer of San Jose Maria, we may be faithful, devout, wise, generous in self-giving, and always cheerful, as Father Ted was during all his life and during all his death. And we ask the help of our Mother Mary, who knew how to remain beneath the cross. Mother, give us the grace not to run away from the cross, even when we are afraid. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll always find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. Agatha, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer, this liturgical day, as we join together with the entire church and all the angels and saints. We're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. 
When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours. Around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. 
Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. Come Come to to me in in your distress, and and I will save you. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law, and throw my words to the winds. You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil, and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, because Jesus, your servant, became obedient even unto death, His sacrifice was greater than all holocausts of old. Accept the sacrifice of praise we offer you through him, and may we show the effects of it in our lives by striving to do your will until our whole life becomes adoration in spirit and truth. A A sacrifice sacrifice of praise will give me glory. I have known tribulations and distress. But But in in your your commands, I I have found consolation. From the second letter to the Thessalonians. For the rest, brothers, pray for us that the word of the Lord may make progress and be hailed by many others, even as it has been by you. Pray that we may be delivered from confused and evil men. For not every man has faith, But the Lord keeps faith, 
He it is who will strengthen you and guard you against the evil one. In the Lord we are confident that you are doing and will continue to do whatever we enjoin. May the Lord rule your heart in the love of God and the constancy of Christ. We command you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to avoid any brother who wanders from the straight path and does not follow the tradition you received from us. You know how you ought to imitate us. We did not live lives of disorder when we were among you, nor depend on anyone for food. Rather, we worked day and night, laboring to the point of exhaustion so as not to impose on any of you. Not that we had no claim on you, but that we might present ourselves as an example for you to imitate. Indeed, when we were with you, we used to lay down the rule that anyone who would not work should not eat. We hear that some of you are unruly, not keeping busy, but acting like busybodies. We enjoin all such, and we urge them strongly in the Lord Jesus Christ to earn the food they eat by working quietly. You must never grow weary of doing what is right, brothers. If anyone will not obey our injunction, delivered through this letter, single him out to be ostracized, that he may be ashamed of his conduct. But do not treat him like an enemy, rather, correct him as you would a brother. May he who is the Lord of peace give you continued peace in every possible way. The Lord be with you all. This greeting is in my own hand, Paul. I append this signature to every letter I write. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. When you opened your hearts to the message of God, you received it, not as the word of men, but as what it truly is, the word of God. You have heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation. You received it, not as the word of men, but as what it truly is, the word of God. From a homily on St. Agatha, by St. Methodius of Sicily, Bishop. My fellow Christians, our annual celebration of a martyr's feast has brought us together. She achieved renown in the early church for her noble victory. She is well known now as well, for she continues to triumph through her divine miracles, which occur daily and continue to bring glory to her name. She is indeed a virgin, for she was born of the divine word, God's only son, who also experienced death for our sake. John, a master of God's word, speaks of this. He gave the power to become children of God to everyone who received him. The woman who invites us to this banquet is both a wife and virgin. To use the analogy of Paul, she is the bride who has been betrothed to one husband, Christ. A true virgin, she wore the glow of a pure conscience and the crimson of the Lamb's blood for her cosmetics. Again and again, she meditated on the death of her eager lover. 
For her, Christ's death was recent, his blood still moist. Her robe is the mark of her faithful witness to Christ. It bears the indelible marks of his crimson blood and the shining threads of her eloquence. She offers to all who come after her these treasures of her eloquent confession. Agatha, the name of our saint, means good. She was truly good, for she lived as a child of God. She was also given, as the gift of God, the source of all goodness to her bridegroom, Christ, and to us. For she grants us a share in her goodness. What can give greater good than the sovereign good? Whom could anyone find more worthy of celebration with hymns of praise than Agatha? Agatha, her goodness coincides with her name and way of life. She won a good name by her noble deeds, and by her name she points to the nobility of these deeds. Agatha, her mere name, wins all men over to her company. She teaches them, by her example, to hasten with her to the true good, God alone. But as for me, helped by the Lord, I shall stand firm in proclaiming his praises. He has become my my salvation salvation and and my my consoler. In his mercy, the sinless Lord has consecrated his servant, for she remained pure in his sight. He He has has become become my salvation salvation and my my consoler. May the Virgin Martyr, St. Agatha, implore your compassion for us, O Lord, we pray. For she found favor with you by the courage of her martyrdom and the merit of her chastity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Jesus continues to be followed almost everywhere he goes. It's in today's Gospel, coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak, on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, February 5th, 2024, Monday of the fifth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord has crossed over to the other side of the sea and the people are waiting for him for healing. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. And when they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. When they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him and ran about the whole neighborhood and began to bring sick people on their pallets to any place where they heard Jesus was. Wherever he came, in villages, cities, or country, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and besought him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it's certainly true that God created man to live with man. He created him as a social being. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The first page of Holy Scripture gives us a description both simple and grandiose of the creation of the world. And God saw that it was good. That is, everything that came from his hands. Finally, to crown all that he had done, he created man and made him in his own image and likeness. Scripture itself teaches us that he enriched him with supernatural gifts and privileges and destined him to a happiness which would be ineffable and eternal. Scripture also reveals to us that all other men are descended from Adam and Eve. Although they separated themselves from their Creator, God did not cease to look on them as His children and destined them once more to share His friendship. God willed that the human creature should share in the conservation and propagation of the human race, that He should people the earth and subject it to Himself, have dominion over the fish and the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God also willed that relationships between men should not be limited to an occasional and fleeting expression of concern for their neighbors, but that they should constitute stronger and lasting bonds, which would become the very pillars on which life in society would rest. Men would look to others for help in providing all that the necessities and the dignity of life would require and demand. For divine providence ordered human nature in such a way that men should be born inclined to associate with others of their kind and to unite themselves with other people both in the society of the home and in civic society, and such associations would provide them with the necessities of life. The Second Vatican Council reminds us that by his innermost nature, man is a social being, and if he does not enter into relations with others, he can neither live as a human being nor develop his gifts. Society is a natural means that man can and should use in order to reach his end. It is the ordinary sphere in which God wants us to sanctify ourselves and to serve him. Living in society makes it easier for us to obtain the material and spiritual means that we need in order to develop our human and supernatural life. Living with others gives rise to many advantages and benefits, but also to obligations, whatever the environment we happen to inhabit. Think of your place within the family, in civil society, in your neighborhood, at work. These obligations are invested with a moral character because of the relationship of man to God, his ultimate end. Observing these obligations or failing to keep them brings us closer to or separates us further from God. They are matter for our examination of conscience. God calls us to live with others, to simply make what contribution we can, small or large, to the good of all. In our prayer today, let us examine whether we live open to other people, but especially to those that God has placed closest to us. We should consider whether we generally make ourselves available, whether we give good example in the way we fulfill our family and social duties, whether we frequently ask God for light to know what we have to do whenever an opportunity arises, and to carry our task through to the end courageously with a spirit of sacrifice. We should often ask ourselves, what can I do for other people? What words can I say to console and help others? Life is passing. 
We are constantly coming across people from the most varied walks in life. What a lot remains to be done. How many words still have to be spoken? Certainly we have to start by doing, but then too we have to speak. Each ear, each heart, each mind has its own moment, its friendly voice that can call it out of its slew of despondency and encourage it to rise out of its present state of unhappiness. If we love God, we cannot fail to feel the reproach of the days that pass, of the people often close to us who pass by, ungreeted, unhailed, without our being able to do whatever it was that was needed, without our even knowing how to say what we should have said. We should often ask Jesus, who sees us and who hears us, never to let us turn our back in indifference on those who, by whatever chance, are encountered around us through kinship or friendship, through working for the same firm, through coming through the same town. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you can find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's continue praying on this memorial of St. Agatha. We join the whole church, and we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Virgin's triumph won. 
I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. To my words, give ear, O Lord. Give heed to my groaning. Attend to the sound of my cries, my King and my God. It is you whom I invoke, O Lord. In the morning you hear me. In the morning I offer you my prayer, watching and waiting. You are no God who loves evil. No sinner is your guest. The boastful shall not stand their ground before your face. You hate all who do evil. You destroy all who lie. The deceitful and bloodthirsty man the Lord detests. But I, through the greatness of your love, have access to your house. I bow down before your holy temple, filled with awe. Lead me, Lord, in your justice. Because of those who lie in wake, make clear your way before me. No truth can be found in their mouths. Their heart is all mischief, their throat a wide open grave, all honey their speech. All those you protect shall be glad and ring out their joy. You shelter them, in you they rejoice, those who love your name. It is you who bless the just man, Lord. You surround him with favor, as with a shield. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, all justice and all goodness comes from you. You hate evil and abhor lies. Lead us, your servants, in the path of your justice, so that all who hope in you may rejoice with the Church and in Christ. I lift up my heart to you, O Lord, and you will hear my morning prayer. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Blessed may you be, O Lord, God of Israel, our Father, from eternity to eternity. Yours, O Lord, are grandeur and power, majesty, splendor, and glory. For all in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the sovereignty. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor are from you, and you have dominion over all. In your hands are power and might. It is yours to give grandeur and strength to all. Therefore, our God, we give you thanks, and we praise the majesty of your name. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it, it was, was in, in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. We praise your glorious name, O Lord, our God. Adore the Lord in his holy court. Adore, Adore the, the Lord in his holy court. O give the Lord, you sons of God, give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Adore the Lord in his holy court. The Lord's voice resounding on the waters. The Lord on the immensity of waters. The voice of the Lord full of power. 
the voice of the Lord, full of splendor. The Lord's voice shattering the cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The Lord's voice flashes flames of fire. The Lord's voice shaking the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The Lord's voice rending the oak tree and stripping the forest bare. The God of glory thunders. In his temple they all cry, Glory! The Lord sat enthroned over the flood. The Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, as was, it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. You live forever, Lord and King. All things of the earth justly sing your glory and honor. Strengthen your people against evil, that we may rejoice in your peace and trust in your eternal promise. Adore, Adore the Lord in his holy court. A reading from Second Corinthians. Praised be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all consolation. He comforts us in all our afflictions, and thus enables us to comfort those who are in trouble with the same consolation we have received from him. As we have shared much in the suffering of Christ, so through Christ do we share abundantly in his consolation. The word of the Lord. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. The Lord is my Savior, and I shall sing his praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise. With a festal spirit as though to a wedding banquet, Agatha went to prison. In prayer she offered her bitter suffering to God. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death.
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With a festal spirit as though to a wedding banquet, Agatha went to prison. In prayer, she offered her bitter suffering to God. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your your blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed redeemed us us by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. May the virgin martyr, St. Agatha, Implore your compassion for us, O Lord, we pray, for she found favor with you by the courage of her martyrdom and the merit of her chastity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Hey, the Relevant Radio Winter Pledge Drive Give from the Heart gets underway in just a bit. Call with your pledge, 877-291-0123, or online at relevantradio.com or on the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.